I don't know. I told Grandpa about the podcast. And- I know. I heard it. And then I was like, I'm so glad that they don't have... They don't know how to look shit up. Podcast set up on their phone. Because once I was like, Grandma, you'd love a podcast. And she's like, no. Don't put it on there. She was like, I will learn how to do a million other things on the internet, but not that. She was swift with the phone. She was playing her little phone game. Swift with it. <laughs> Did you see her playing her phone game? Swift with she it. She loves her phone games. I love that because I get annoyed. And I can see where like older people get annoyed when they're asking like their children for help. But like they want to do the whole thing and act like their parents are inept. Like that person lived a whole ass life where they were self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. And you want to be like, here, just give it to me. Like, nah. Right. No, they're very good with the internets. Yeah. That's amazing. I appreciate you spending time with my grandparents today. I know that you didn't, that, that's not always a fun thing. So I appreciate it. I loved it. I don't have grandparents. And I love other people's families. I think they're so hilarious. I love other people's grandparents <laughs> in particular. I think they're so much fun. I like kind of started to feel a little bit weird about it. Cause like I'll talk about my grandparents, especially cause like I lived with them like relatively recently and so, like, at my job's holiday party last night, I said something about my grandparents, and I work with, like, a bunch of middle-aged people, and I'm like, oh, your grandparents have been dead for 30 years. You know what I mean? And, like, there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes it's just, like, you know when you talk to someone about something and you can tell they don't relate? Yeah. Like, as soon as you say it, you, t- you can tell they're like, can't relate, pull yeah. back. Yeah. That's me every time I mention my grandparents. And people are like, can't relate, pull them back. No, I love that you have a great relationship with your grandparents and that you talk to them regularly. And I try to. I was really close with my grandparents, and I, if they were still around, they'd probably be here. Like, they're mm-hmm. the most amazing people in the world. Yeah. Grandparents are great. They're funny. And you know I am literally them. Like, I literally walked into the kitchen and picked up their newspaper. <laughs> that they brought with them. Made coffee out of a pot. When you were making, like, newfangled coffee, they were like, what the fuck? Not even new, but, like, new to them. My grandma's so funny because the way that she's, like... Hyper See, vigilant. I hung out with them for two hours. Got me talking about newfangled, <laughs> newfangled. The way that she's so hyper vigilant, she's like, "Is your stove still on?" And I was like, "No, Grandma, that light means something else." And she's like, "You set a timer for that?" And I'm like, "Yes, Grandma, I set a timer for it." And she's I, like, "Okay, just checking." I love this. She's raised too many people. She's like, "I've been in charge of too many people for uh, too long mm-hmm. to even like." pretend to like turn it down a notch and be like i'm in someone else's house and they got it they're nope. in charge like no she's like do you have it i'm not sure she's like i really don't think i have it <laughs> she's fun i love how she was just like okay joe it's time to leave she never wants to be anywhere never she's like get it going i don't want to be with people i lo- i think it's adorable <laughs> i think it's so good but yeah she's funny I'm just not over how your grandpa roasted me. I love that he walked into your room and saw all your plants and said, what did he say? Criminy. Holy criminy. Holy criminy. <laughs> People have so many versions of that word. They'd be like, criminelli. Like, oh, I've never heard criminelli. Really? I've never heard criminy. Isn't it Jiminy Christmas? Yeah. That's the only version I feel like I know. I don't. I, Jiminy Christmas. I don't know where any of it comes from. Little it's j- all just weird. Yeah, criminy is a weird one. Super Midwest of them. It's coming down the criminy. <laughs> Is that Santa? No, it's just Joe coming down your criminy. Which is your local Joe the plumber. I loved how your grandma was like, what are you charging her? <laughs> oh my God. They're, they're weird. So funny. And whenever I say I love you, they say, yep. Oh, really? Yeah. I say, yep. They don't say it back? No. Do they ever initiate? No. They've never said it. <laughs> 
They, I know they've told me they love me. They've written it in, like, birthday cards. Oh, my God. That's so funny. It's just like that. It's, I don't know. To me, it's, like, very just, like, old people, Midwest, repressed. You know what I mean? My aunt's like that. I know they love me. My grandma and, came and sat in my living room for three hours and did nothing. But they will not say it. Okay. <laughs> they were here to build my dresser. Her grandpa was building her dresser. You know, and doing other... You know, manly things. Yeah, and, like, fixing the fire alarm. Like, doing things that we are (laughs) incapable of doing. And where was I going with this? Oh, my aunt doesn't say, like, my Mm -hmm. older relative that's as close to a grandparent as I can, like, get. She doesn't say I love you either. And she's, like, my favorite person. And, like, (laughs) I always have to initiate. She'll say it back, but, like. Oh, no. I always go, yep. And the side hug. I always think it's weird. I used to always get self-conscious about, like, in a high school, people would talk to their parents on the phone and be like, they'd end the phone call with, like, love you, bye. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're not doing that shit. First of all, I don't think I love my mom. I mean. I do that now because I'm like, I do love you. So I say it to just about everybody that's not my mom. I do now, too. And I will say it to my mom now because, like, I do love you, not in, like, maybe the traditional, like, weird way, yeah. but, like. <laughs> The traditional weird way. The traditional, like, up each other's ass, mom and daughter way. But, like, I still love you. I don't want you to die. And if, like, you do die, I would like you to know that, like, I care for you. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I will say that when my grandpa was having me hammer things, I felt like such a lesbian. Oh, my God. I was like, I'm a lesbian. You're so funny. And then he was like, no, you gotta hammer it like a hammer. And I was like, I can hammer. I would have done it the same way you did it. Like, light taps. Yeah, because what if something goes wrong? Right! That's... Meanwhile, he's like, bop, bop. That's why men always got to start over. <laughs> that's why men always got to start over. I'm... Yeah. So I was I was really feeling in my element. Well, you also said you felt like Jesus the carpenter. They said Jesus wasn't a carpenter. And I know that they are the most religious people I know. But I don't know if I believe that. I jesus is also maybe a carpenter i'm pretty sure well then your grandma said i don't think jesus did much of anything i know grandpa did the same (laughs) my grandpa goes well he died at 30 i know she's like i don't think he really had time to do much and i was like look what is catholicism teaching you and i was like that your jesus was lazy yeah i was like well he was just a messenger and she didn't laugh and i was like i thought that was funny they and accurate love jesus they don't do jesus jokes i thought it was funny and accurate he was just a messenger you didn't even have to take it in a joking sense i was being dead ass the grand grandma will joke about just about anything that's not jesus and she yeah weird very weird which is why my catholic priest impression did not go over well at thanksgiving I, you know, I love it, and there would. I'm gonna keep doing it because it's the funniest thing I know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I know how to do that gets consistent laughs across the board. Have you ever met someone who's just like not funny, but like tries to be funny, but like in the cringiest of ways? Yeah, that was me at my holiday party last night because there's one coworker who like kind of always rubbed me the wrong way, but I was like, I don't really know why I dislike you or whatever, and then. I don't know what, we, like, it's about any topic. So, like, say you're talking about, like, pizza, and you're having a regular-ass conversation about pizza, and out of the blue, this person will go, I want a pizza that action. And, like, it doesn't make any sense in the context. It's not funny. I and like then, that, but yes, I know what you're saying. And then she'll go, I was trying to make a pizza joke. And everyone's like, okay. Yeah. Maybe it's, like, the timing. Was anyone, like, pity laughing? 
usually people will just like everyone would like turn and be like oh, you did say something <laughs> you did speak and then go back to the conversation because i think it's the timing because mm-hmm. like a bad joke well timed like that's still like funny and like in the fact it was just it fit nowhere in the conversation so everyone was just like Okay. I think the bad timing combined with like the very clear like effort. I'm really trying to make you laugh, and it's just not going anywhere. It crosses a line into like not even just not being funny. It's like sad. You're just it's like, sad. oh, honey. It's sad because I'm like, have you heard a joke? <laughs> ha- has anyone ever told you a joke? Is that what you thought it sounded like? Maybe they have autism. Hopefully, because it was bad. <laughs> If not, then I do feel bad for them. Yeah. I was just like, and then I was like, ah, I, because there are people who are not funny, but at least I don't know. Something about that woman. I was like, girl. Is that someone from your office? Oh, yeah. I was like, you're embarrassing me. She does this often? Yes. And I couldn't put my finger on it until last night when I was like, oh, you just like don't know what a joke is. You just don't know how to interact with the world. I do have to tell you, I met... So my coworker, who I don't talk to very often, her and her husband, they're older, maybe like in their late 50s. Mm-hmm. And um, somehow they were telling me about their sons, one okay. of their sons. They go, what is he doing? Oh, he's on the improv scene. He does the improv scene in Chicago. And then they're like, he was at this club, but now he's at annoyances. Yeah, he's on, he does the improv scene. And like the husband that I just met was kind of like dead. He, had, he wasn't very expressive. So I was like, how do you feel about that? He was like, oh, yeah, so proud of him. He's, he's hilarious. Aww. And I like warmed my heart. They were so proud. And then my coworker. Also, Debbie, I love the phrase on the improv scene. As like what? as like adult old people parents. Like, yeah, he's in the improv scene. Amazing. He's working the improv circuit. Right. And in then, Chicago. <laughs> just working the circuit in Chicago. And then my coworker, right, the mom of the improver, was like, Well, I think he's hilarious. I'm his mom, but he's so funny. Aww. And I was like, I love that. And then they said their other son is a local magician. Who oh! Like, who, like... He's is, working the Cedar Rapids magic scene? Yeah. Who is, like, booked and busy and, like, does parties and events and, like, is a good magician. Oh, my God. What a girl boss. Literally. And I was like, I'm obsessed with you. They were also the very handsome old couple, like, putting oh them together. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm in love with That's you. That's hot. I wish I wouldn't have been grumpy yesterday and been able to go. <laughs> and they supported their, like, performer children. I know. And I was like, I love you so much. Yeah. It I was think so it's funny. rare to find someone that age that's like, yeah, fuck yeah, go live your dream. Yeah, they were like, he's such a good magician. We love to go see him do magic. That's so nice. Yeah. It was hilarious. It we was amazing. We love to see him do magic. You do love a magician. And then I was like, I was like, did you get the name? Do you know who this is? I can know. Can we go see I can this probably performer? find her on Facebook, yeah. Um, because then I was like, I'm so glad we're talking because I may be the only person in the world who greatly values both improv and magicians. <laughs> I respect improv and magistry. <laughs> Improvis- improvisation. 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 I was like, that. This is a long improvision. Improvisation. Because <laughs> I was like, I love both of those things. You do. I respect the fuck out of a magician. I that <laughs> mm, to me mm, is probably no my favorite quality about you that you're just like yes, magic. <laughs> It's so funny. I love it. What are you doing? I don't know. It's amazing. I love magic. That's your inner child shit right there. Just yeah. sitting there like, yeah, fool the fuck out of me. Literally. I don't want to know how. So cool. <laughs> Lie to me. Literally. David Blaine, soothing. 
Is your shit. He's- Maya had me watching a magic special one time, and I think about halfway through, I just looked at her and I was like, Maya, I can, I, I won't. I'm so continue. happy you got halfway through. Yeah, because that's my favorite thing is tricking people into watching both like One Direction videos and David Blaine specials. You didn't even like tr- like yeah. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't I even t- say it's a trick. Like you just sit down and put it on. <laughs> You'll just like we'll sit, we sat down and you were like, "What do you want to watch?" And I was like, "I don't know." And next thing I know, I'm watching Magic, and I was like, "This is not." You should have known. I <laughs> I did I did a magic trick. To I would like you- to watch Improvisation, please. I don't know, but I think that'd be wild. I haven't gotten into that part of YouTube. Yes, and? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and. I don't think I want to. <laughs> yes, and. I'm not sure that's the place for me on YouTube. <laughs> I know. I was just like, your family is so cool. That is so much fun. I know, I right? love that for them. I had a relatively decent holiday party. That's good. I, was I shouldn't little... even say decent, but it was good. I was a little worried. I was worried, too. Uh-huh. But it was fine. My work holiday party is supposed to be, like, combined with a Saturday meeting. No, I hate those. And I'm just like, this is, you've set yourself up for a fail of a holiday party. Yeah. Because what, we're going to have, like, a very long meeting first on a Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, so, we'll see. Hourly jobs love to do that. Like, it's a fun required thing. Right, and I'm like, meh. Those, that's an oxymoron. Yeah, it's not going to be. It should be interesting. I, I'm i interested. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, were you not entertained by the bad movie? It's like, well, yeah, I was entertained uh, the whole time. Not in, a, not in a good way. Yeah. Plane crashes might be entertaining and interesting, <laughs> but, you know. I'm dying. I'm not sure I love it. Hi, I'm Maya. Hi, I'm Angela. And this is Nisha D's. Welcome back. Hi, friends. So, I'm excited because I like truly have no idea what we're talking about today. And we haven't recorded in a while either, so I'm super excited. That's not true. As soon as I say it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. We are back. We don't say shit for the pod. No. Y'all get leftovers. Literally. <laughs> I was researching this and I was like, Maya, get out of my room. I have so much to say about this. You need to leave because I can't hold it in. I'm one of, I can't give people like presents and like keep that a secret either because no. I'm just like, this is what I bought you. Yeah. Open it. Because I get so excited. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a, I can't, I don't have the wait time. I think it's an ADD thing. Mm-hmm. Like right now. Or like uh-huh. having to learn what I was first started learning about how to be a good communicator. And they were like, don't interrupt people. Seems like a simple concept. Terribly hard. Terribly hard. Terribly hard. And so I would have to, re- so like what I started doing was like, okay, I'm not going to interrupt. But then like my ADD brain, like something would pop in my head that I would want to interrupt. So I would like, I like will get vis- visibly excited and be like, anyway, I'm listening and I'm holding it in. I know. Keep going. It's so hard because I'm so excited. I'm like, I feel like a little like puppy. Like a, like a puppy who's just like, yeah, yeah, pick me, pick me, pick me. And I, I promise I'm still listening. Right. I'm trying so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think something that I've always thought about but haven't actually put in practice yet is like, I would want to like maybe have like a notepad so like when someone's talking, I can be like, thought that popped in my head I want to talk about. So that way I can still, con- so I can write it down if I want to come back and talk about it, but then I can like, get it out of my head so I can go back to listening. You know what I mean? That's nice. I don't know how practical that would be for, like, in-person, one-on-one 
social conversations. Maybe not like at parties, but like maybe even podcast wise. That would be cute, I guess. Because then sometimes I write things down or like I have these things in my head and then the conversation keeps going and it never comes up again and that's okay. But like if I'm holding it in my head because I'm waiting to say it, yeah. I'll like loop the conversation back when it's hella moved on. I know. And then sometimes I've been editing and I'm like, we had really good jokes and then we talked over each other and the joke got lost. And so I need to like write it down. Now like, it's no longer funny. So I can shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because I just need to get out of my head because it's like at the, it's like behind my eyes. It's like right there begging to like pop out of my fucking brain. Yeah. So well, write it down. sometimes that happens. Things I'm trying to get better at. Good for you. How are you identifying today? So, uh, I'm Maya. I'm a fat, black, femme, lesbian. My pronouns are she and her. Uh, and today, I identify as unhandy. Now, I know we talked a little bit about how great I am with the hammer. As of today. As of, literally, I did it for 20 seconds. Um, but I am not handy, which is why my grand- grandpa had to come and help me out because that would have I wouldn't have ever even taken on a task like that because I am so bad at like reading instructions and using screwdrivers um nuts and bolts nuts and bolts nails dick and cock cock and balls <laughs> tank and anus that's what I hear when I hear <laughs> screws and bolts <laughs> so yeah unhandy I it's not it's that same thing I'm like that's why you're a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. Yes, that's that thing of like book smart but not street smart. Mm-hmm. Like factually smart, cannot solve a simple everyday small issue. Yeah. I'm like, I will just die, I guess. Yeah. I'll write an essay about how I have to die because I don't know how to shovel or something as simple and benign as that. Uh Uh-huh. Well, and I think that coupled with your I don't like to listen to anybody about shit really leads to some, like, (laughs) problematic outcomes for you. Because there will be times where, like, solutions have been and will be presented and you're like, no! And then, like, two weeks later you come to me and be like, so I did the thing and it worked out better. Who would have (laughs) known? I just have a hard time being told things. Yeah, you do. I don't want to be told the things. But that's okay, as long as you know that that maybe might lead to some incompetence on your end. There's a lot of incompetent (laughs) things. Every time I try and do anything with my hands, anything that's not like reading and writing, I'm like, oh my god, this is hard. And I would think that those involve your thoughts more than your hands. Exactly. That's why I'm thought to hand. That's why I'm good at them. But I wouldn't call it hand-eye coordination. I can type pretty fast. And good for you. Boop, 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 boop. That's what my typing sounds like. <laughs> You're funny. I'm yes, I'm pretty proud of how fast I can type. Nice. And I can use. I don't have to look. Cause well, I don't have to look because they traumatized me as a child and they put a cardboard box over our hands and said do the games or whatever. I don't know that that's how I learned. How, I we just had a typing class and I just like was in that bitch. And I think I just got good at it. I don't know. I was in that bitch, but they were torturing us. They were like, we're putting a cereal box over your hand so you can't look at your fingers. I don't remember being all that pressureful. I remember going to that class and being like, dude, dude, this is like a meditation class for me. Because it was like silent in that um, bitch. I had to be clacking. like in my own like head at my own computer. There was no way to like. And that was like, at the. it was in seventh grade. So it was at like the height of the beginning of my angst. Seventh grade? Yeah. So I was just really? like in that bitch, just like. 
Mine was like third grade. Click clacking away. And uh, I think that was the only class I got an A in. Proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a skill that you still use. So yes. Yeah, I use it all the time. I'm a really great typist. Yeah. But That's seventh a, grade feels late. Not to clack my own keys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cracking up. Not to what? Control Press my own buttons. Yeah, I was trying to do like a control out delete. You know no, what we I mean? don't want to get rid of it. That's true. We want to stroke those keys, baby. <laughs> but yeah, you were meditating. I was like competing. I was like, I have to fucking get the most words a minute. This <laughs> words a minute or something. Like truly is cool. What just came in the city like a ballerina. And then you're like, the Nikki verse. Yes. Is the Tic Tac sound. And I'm just chilling. And then I'm just like in the corner, like having a panic attack. And they're like, Maya, please. Looking like you're fucking coming down off meth. Literally. Rocking back and forth. Well, I was also like a five foot eight third grader. Like, oh my God. Okay. What I was trying to show you earlier when you were not free, when you were with your grandpa, my boss sent me a video of her daughter and she has a rocking horse toy. Mm -hmm. So like my boss rocked it and then her daughter would rock back and forth just like it. And it was on the horse. No, on the ground. No. It was like Aww. a tiny horse and she would rock it and then she would go. That's cute. They're rocking together. It was adorable. Oh, and she got a Jojo Siwa doll that she hated. Why did and she... I just wanted to show it to you. Why did she hate Jojo Siwa? Because she's biphobic. Lesbophobic. I was going to say, because she's a phobic? Because she's a phobia. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a phobia. Um, We love Jojo Siwa. And we stand Jojo Siwa. If you know Jojo Siwa, please send this to her. Uh, my, <laughs> please send it to her. There is a possibility she could be on our pod. I would shit. It is a very small possibility. Crying and, it, and screaming and pooping in the corner. And it might be like a year from now, but it is possible. Did you know they make disposable period underwear? I, which no. feels to me just like an adult diaper, which is but fine. Cute. No, but like, well, not diaper shaped, maybe that type of. No, it's the same like underwear thing that they make like as yeah, an adult shaped. diapers, yeah. But they're just in a different section in the period section, which I think is weird. Inter- I know they make latex underwear because I would assume it's the same. Cool. They so make we can, no. Like, well, they're dental dam underwear. That's the point. Is like <laughs> you don't have to. That way, you I can... was thinking just so my blood can slosh around in there. Like disgusting. <laughs> oh no, that would be bad for periods. Yeah, I was like a visual. Like it's a bowl. It of would jelly. just like split out the sides. And you'd... oh, I was thinking more like a bowl of jelly, and it just jiggles as you walk, <laughs> and it just like sags lower and lower. Oh, bad. Terrible. Yeah. No, therefore, like a hand, a hands-free dental dam. Yeah. You know, I'm into it because. I've never done. They should dams. make them sticky on one side. Which side? <laughs> the side that's on your vagina. So you but then like, you have adhesive on your gooch. Yeah, you just like smack it up on your pussy. That's true. And it stays there. It doesn't have to be super strong. And it could just be on the edges. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it could go wide and into your inner thighs. Mm, that's a good idea. And then it's not even on your gooch. Or patent that we're patenting it. Or Copyright. it could be really sticky, and then it could be a twofer, and it could wax you. After you got your pussy. Some people would be into that. See? It'd be like you're coming down from the orgasm and it's like, whoosh, and then you just yank and then it's like second orgasm. Look at us. Genius. Copyright. Copyright and written. Nisha just copyright. Hi, I'm Angela. My pronouns are they, them. <laughs> and today I identify as Pam, the Dubuque local who's great at small talk and reads the paper every day at 5 a.m. 
Did you just pick the name Pam? Yeah. Nice. Thank you. There's a lot of, um, well, obviously biblical names in Dubuque, but Jean. Oh, really? There's a lot of Jeans. For which gender? Women. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that SNL joke of like, what was it? Oh, I guess Jean it can be a man's name. I didn't yeah, 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 yeah. Jean, was... like pants, spelled. Oh. Not Jean, like. Not like Jean, like. Genetics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like Jean in French. What was that running SNL skit where they didn't know if it was a boy or a girl? I Pam? have no. not I'm seen. I think of like the, what the name was. I have not seen much of SNL. Mm-hmm. Like I watch when people I like are musical performers. There's a few like iconic skits from like history yeah. that are like, and I think that's one of them. Like the ongoing. That makes sure we better didn't know the gender of the person. Makes sure a better comic than me. It doesn't. Yeah, sure. I guess I have to think that about you because you're like, have you seen this person special? Well, I'm up to date on like pr- recent comedy. I don't know anything about. I guess also the like, what you what would be your dream comedy career? Stand up or like. Because I, I think personally, like, skit writing, because sometimes I watch mm-hmm. ridiculous ass skits and I'm like, someone got paid to write this. You do like skits. Someone got paid to write this, the most wild thing that popped yeah. into their brain. And that, to me, is, like, a dream. Yeah. I don't know, because I don't think skits, and I don't think improvisation, <laughs> but... <laughs> really? You don't think so? I don't know. I'm That's really... so different of you. I wonder if that was his goal. I have questions. I know. I want to, like, should go visit him. Should you ever meet him. this man? Yeah, I want, we should go, he's 30. We should go watch. Yeah. Let's go watch. Literally. I say we do a weekend in Chicago of just filming comedy, him. local comedy things. That's like my biggest dream. Doesn't that sound That's nice? That's all I want. Okay, world. let's do it. I think we should. What are you doing in February? <laughs> my birthday. Okay, yeah. That's about it. Sounds great. Uh, So, yeah, I think, I think stand-up sounds great, but I also have never done it. So, mm-hmm. if I... Who fucking knows? And I also know that it's kind of like a masochistic uh, art... Sounds perfect for you. <sighs> Sounds great for you. <laughs> Sounds like 10 out of 10. Fucking martyr central. Exactly. Like, you're die for the bit. Like, <laughs> it sounds about right. So I know that's a masochistic art, So, I, but I don't know if my ego could handle it. So I don't know. So part of me is like, I would love to try to stand up. But then I also think I, I feel like I would do well in like a writer's room. Of yeah. not even like a, a comedy, a show written as a comedy. But like. Yeah. Just I like love any writer's room. Yeah, yeah, I love just like finding the bit in anything. That's cute. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want to write stupid shit like the yes. catch up sketch from SNL with Adam Driver. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> you sent that stupid sketch to me and I'm like, oh my god. It's my favorite thing yes. that's ever happened. I will link the YouTube video in the show notes this week because it is... I don't fuck with sketch like that. Like, even a Black Lady sketch show, I was like, fuck yeah, representation. I will play it on mute for so you can get your views. I love... No, I love a sketch show. Do you remember when we used to watch Amy Schumer's sketch show? Mm-hmm. We used to watch Amy Schumer. That was Schumer. our shit. We would be in your childhood bedroom just, like, sitting there. We used to watch... When we moved here, we would watch Eliza's sketch show because that came out. Which was hilarious, and I don't even fuck with her. But that shit was funny. so funny. It's interesting. My as... favorite was the what was like the the dad arms one. Or like oh yeah, the... it was about um, it was like called like dad bod, but it wasn't called dad bod, and it was about all these like middle aged men who are like, oh, it was like ripped and. <laughs> chubby yeah or something like that it was something like that and it was like do you want to be strong as fuck but also really soft <laughs> soft <laughs> in the middle do nothing but a couple of 
Whatever these are called. Arm curls? Yeah. I almost said crunches. <laughs> Arm crunches. Arm crunches. Which is the kind of ripped I aspire to be. Like, I would love to be strong as fuck, but I don't want my body to be hard. I think that's the best ripped. Like, when I see a dude that's, like, a little soft in the middle, but just bulking in the arms, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, Even daddy. I- <laughs> a regular sleeve wouldn't fit for you? You got to size up just for your arms? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I like even like a soft arm. Like you can tell, like I don't even want them to look like they work out. I want them to just be like, they do manual labor of some sort. Or like you can tell they do something where they're like, they're strong as shit, but like, that's what they're, I'm saying. Like, that they're usually built comes in like hard, bulky. Yeah. Yeah. Big ass. Like carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. Although, when I, <laughs> sorry. Yes, my dude. I was just breathing. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, as someone who could never do manual labor, and I recognize that's a privilege, and shout out to all you who do it. Um, when I was lesbian hammering uh, and helping my grandpa, he was sitting, he was like W sitting. You know how kids W sit, you know, with like your feet behind you, like on your knees. I was like, you must have great hip flexor mobility. And he's like, I've been doing this for 50 years. And I was like, fair enough. But damn, flexible old man. Bad way to sit. Yeah, it's not good for your hips. I know. I correct my kids all the time. Yeah, I'm like, hey, friends. You're supposed to correct kids. Because you... I was like, do you like work like sitting like that on your knees all day? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, and you don't, your legs don't fall off? I sat on the floor for 20 minutes. Couldn't feel my foot. Yeah, I hate being on the floor. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like being on the floor and doing something. I don't mind being on the floor. To just, and yeah. just flopping around. Yeah. Kinda. I'm trying to like be active yeah. on the floor. <laughs> The floor is for laying. I think you could have just stopped it. Be active. Like, for me, <laughs> like, that's enough. Speaking of being active, mm-hmm. this is interesting to no one, but the physical therapy place called me, and I hadn't called them back. I was going to get to it after finals. Yeah. They called me, and they were like, we just scheduled you an appointment. And I was like, that's very bold. I'm going to be in, out of town when you scheduled that appointment for, but that's very bold. They said, whose fault is that? Literally. They were like, you should have scheduled it. I was like, get the fuck out of here. scheduled it for you? Yeah. That's really funny. Isn't that hilarious? They said, get in here. Yeah, they were like, listen, bitch. That's bold. We are going to therapy your physical, whether you like it or not. (laughs) And I was like, okay, fair enough. Do you know what we're talking about today? Yeah, I'm excited. We're talking about babies. Never. Not a baby. Okay. I would like to, my first first and only disclaimer (laughs) throughout this podcast is that I struggled with using the terms like boy or girl or AMAB or FEMAB. For those of you A-fab. that don't know, that's what I meant. <laughs> when you're a female in the mafia. Femob. <laughs> you got it. Now you're on the right track. Amab, Afab. I'm just other envisioning the like godfather. You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. But she's in a mother of the bride dress. <laughs> you come to the, me on the day of my daughter's first menstrual cycle. <laughs> Um, and AMAB is assigned male at birth and AFAB is assigned female at birth. I didn't know what those meant until mm. very recently. I had to look at Maya and be like, what does that mean? Um, the recent terms. But I think I'm just gonna, I, for my notes, I just went with boy and girl just cause that's where. And that's how we talk about babies. That is how we talk about babies. So that's yeah. where I went. Yeah. Whether it's woke or not, whatever. Okay. Well, babies. Yeah. And I think it's worth saying that like. Right, in order to talk about how we need to change it, we need to acknowledge how we're currently talking about it. Exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Babies. 
What do you think about it? Um, they babies. I... Whose babies are? It's they babies. It's babies. <laughs> Sounds like they got rabies. I think it's wild. I think it's hilarious, right? I I also think like baby doesn't imply gender. So, so why someone... don't we just stick with baby? They're like, is it a gaby? A girl baby? A gay baby? A boy baby? It's just a boy baby. <laughs> it's a boy baby. It's a boy. Imagine the signs that you hang up at baby showers. It's a boy baby. It's a gay baby. And they're like, does that mean it's a gay man? a boy baby or a girl baby and you're like who knows <laughs> i think it's really weird baby as a term i, I think it. i think it would be funny if we were in like a society that didn't like discriminate against those who identify with they them pronouns yes i think it would be hilarious i also think that like raising a baby gender neutrally does not mean that they're going to identify with they them pronouns yeah so i think it's doesn't make them trans i think that's the question I've been coming back to. Um, and I also think, okay, so a couple things. So it falls into the, like, now that more people are learning about, like, non-binary identities and those who who use they, them pronouns. And, like, not all non-binary people use they, them pronouns. Not all people who use they, them pronouns are non-binary. But as it's kind of coming into more common conversations, people have started to be like, oh, you're them. Oh, you're they. Oh, you're a non-binary. And it's like, they just... I don't even know. It's like you just don't know enough about what the word literally means to know what part of speech it is. Yeah. Because, like, no, you're not a them. Like, that's wild. Well, and I just want everyone to place, like, any othered identity, right? Replace it with black. Oh, you're a black? It ain't right? Maybe we should not say that. You know? Like, if you came up to your friend and went, like, oh, you're a brown? No. You're having a blackie? A black bee? No. Exactly. Congrats, it's a black bee. <sighs> and also think about it. So we're saying they be vomcom. Imagine if so you're having a girl who you're assuming is gonna use she her pronouns. You're having a she be. Right. You're having a boy. You're having a heebie jeebie. Congrats on your heebie jeebie. Babies, babies give me heebie jeebies. <laughs> Only a certain kind of baby. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's really damaging. I don't, I don't, I just think, like, why isn't it, like, raising a, ben, bleh, raising mm-hmm. a gender-neutral baby without... It's raising a person. It's raised, raising Like, a raising a baby. It yeah. could just be raising a baby. And then it's, like, implied that you're not forcing gender norms. It should just be raising a baby with... Yeah. And then maybe if you want to attack without gender norms on the back, that could be right. cool. Yeah. But, like, other than that, it's just raising a baby. They're further othering it by being like, you're raising a different type of baby. Absolutely. Also, also, why? 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 Mm-hmm. Why? Does anyone want to know what a baby's got in their pants? I think that's really weird. I think it's really weird. Do yeah, I don't know. know what's going on in anyone else's pants. Yeah. But uh, specifically babies. Yeah, and people always get, it's weird because, like, people will get, defensive so like i've heard it where like um if you don't say like i'm having a girl or i'm having a boy people are like well you don't want to know what if you what how are you gonna pay? like they get like really questioning about what are you gonna paint their room how are you gonna buy them clothes all this stuff and then i've also heard like if you m- misgender someone's baby like oh he's so cute or oh look at her hair or whatever they're like he's a boy his name is joshua joseph so actually, he has a baby penis, 
And now it's really fucking weird that you think for you to look at my baby and not see that he has a penis. Right. What the fuck? It's weird. He's- and it's giving to me the same, like, impression of, like, when you're like, oh, what a good boy to, like, a dog. And mm-hmm. they're like, it's a girl. And it's like, it's a dog. Yes. First and foremost, it's a dog. First yeah. and foremost, it's a baby. It's a person. It's a baby. Yeah, it's take like- the compliment or take the the statement. It doesn't have- matter that you- they called you and baby then, a like- girl. Oh, you think you were offended by someone misgendering your baby? Put yourself in any trans person's shoes or any non-trans person or anyone who identifies differently. Mm-hmm. How do you think that feels? Not very good. Exactly. Also, if you want to know what's in a baby's pants, you're a fucking pedo. Yeah. And I'm just, that's where we're going to, that's, no, I don't. Period. There's nothing else to talk about. I will say, aside from that, um, I think there is a weird tie for parents to their baby's gender. So, like, you know, the, the parent that's like, well, that, my baby's a girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, sure, your baby's a girl. But they're like, she's a girl, so she wears ribbons in her hair. Because, like, what if someone thinks she's a boy? Like, why does it, like, like that we need to, like, think about. Why does it fucking matter? Right, why are you so attached to your baby's gender? I also think that, like, all babies look like lumps. And they look like, like they babies. They all look the same. Like, all babies look like a gender-neutral being. Like, babies yeah. look, and I think, okay, so let me not speculate on science, but anyways. We come out looking why has no one explored that in terms of, like, evolutionary? Why babies come out all looking like one gender? Well, yeah. Like, aside from their genitalia, they look the same. You know how, like, eventually you hit puberty and then, like, Your the facial eyebrows. features will change. Yeah. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? That's a very interesting question. Isn't that, like, I, something that would be cool to explore? That's a really interesting question because, yeah, at, like, a certain age, even, like, Maybe, like, starting to get to school age. Like, yes, your literal physical features change. Mm-hmm. Typically, typically based on, uh, like, your sex and yeah. genitalia and chromosomes and hormones. Because I also think it's important to talk about, in this conversation, intersex people. Yeah. I always want to bring up intersex people because we, a lot of people just forget that, like, yeah, you're not, not everyone is born with just a vagina or just a penis or, like, 100% of a vagina in that rep- in that reproductive system or 100% of a penis reproductive system. Um, and so we just, like, don't talk about them enough. And I think they fall into this in another nuanced way. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, and maybe not even in such a nuanced way. Like, gender is bad and forcing gender on kids is bad. Yeah. Specifically when you have someone who came out a baby that came out maybe not all the way one or all the way yeah. the other. Like, different from biologically. The, from like, the boxes we've designed. For exactly. Yeah. If they come out different and then you're still forcing gender on them and taking it a step further rather than just like, here's the clothes you'll wear, here's the toys you'll play with, here's the surgery I decided you were going to have because I wanted you to be one or the other. Like, so damaging. Right. Gender for babies is damaging no matter which way you swing it. Yeah. And it's specifically damaging for. Babies who were not put in one box. Yeah. And it's like, as parents, you're you're putting assumptions. That's what gender is. It's assumptions, right? Yeah. You're putting assumptions on a literal blob of a human, on a little baby, on an infant. You're saying, well, because you are, because you have a vagina, I've decided you're a girl. I've decided your pronouns are she and her. And I've decided that because of that, here's how I'm going to prime myself to think about you. 
And I've decided how you are going to interact with the world, right? And like what choices you're going to have and how other people are going to interact with you. Because when you have a girl, people are like, oh, you're going to be so pretty. Mm -hmm. Oh, someone's going to be lucky to have you one day. And then it's like a boy is like, oh, you're a big, strong man. You're a man, baby. You're going to plumb that toilet. Literally. Like, no, it's a baby. They're not going to do shit. Well, yeah. They're all going to sit there and poop. That'd be an interesting kind of like a experiment to have like you have someone hold a baby that's just like whatever a baby and then the baby does see how they describe what the baby does so like if the baby like pulls up on their hand or something or just like grips their finger really strong it's like a boy like oh he got strong he's gonna he's gonna know how to use a drill and then like if they if you've been told that that baby's a girl you'd be like oh she's really gonna know how to thread a needle I bet she's gonna be real limber. Her hand jobs are gonna be too rough. <laughs> you better loosen up that grip, baby. No boy's gonna want to marry you with a grip like that. But yeah, because like, yeah. What do we just assume? How do we change literal facts based on our preconceived notions of what gender means? It's weird. Yeah, it's gross for babies who do don't you, deserve that. No, do you want to know how we got here? Yeah. Okay, so I found an article on Vox that included a summation of Joe Blow Pauletti. Pauletti's book, Pink and Blue, Telling the Boys from the Girls in America. Unironically? What year was this book? 2011. I, it's, stay with me. Okay. I think it's just like a summation of like why, how we got here with the gender norms that, that we got here sense. with. My question Not, was. here's why we need to tell the difference. I understand. Yes. Yes. Okay. From a critical view. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so for most of quote unquote Western history, Infants were really considered weren't like really considered human, yeah. In the way that adults are, like they weren't considered gendered, yeah. Which is an interesting take, but also like yeah, it's not a fully formed human. We shouldn't be necessarily treating it the same way we treat adults. But people went way the other side and were like, give them full time jobs and beat them. Well, yes, (laughs) but this is not about like labor history. Yeah. Yeah, how we got to child abuse was they, like, charged, I think, the first parents with animal abuse. Yeah. So, yeah, like, we saw babies as creatures, Mm -hmm. which, interesting. Yeah. But I guess, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So, all babies typically wore swaddles when they were tiny, tiny. And then they transitioned to dresses, and they kept wearing dresses until about age seven. Really? Yeah, so the dresses were cut a little bit differently from, like, boys and girls, but it was still, like, the same kind of garment. Yeah. The same. A kid's dress. Yeah, and I think everything was typically, um, later in history, once we recognized the power of bleach, everything was typically white because it was easy to clean. And babies yeah. are messy and gross. Uh-huh. So what, what, nothing was colorful, nothing was... Okay. It's all okay. just, like, white cotton dresses. Um Weird thing that, like, the dresses are tied to rich people. Um, everyone was Religion. wearing them, but, like, rich people really preferred long dresses mm-hmm. because it prevented their children from crawling because they considered <gasps> crawling to be too, like, basic and animalistic. Basic? Your baby's basic. <laughs> Your baby didn't come out of the womb walking. Right. Babies don't even have kneecaps till, like, eight like, months you're old. you're disabling your baby. They're like, fuck yeah, I am. Crawling is a really great part of development. They're like, fuck yeah, we don't need that, not poor shit. We don't need that shit. And then I was like, and a really long gown would also prevent them from walking. Yeah, they're gonna trip. Yeah. 
That's so weird. But they said we're rich. There will always be someone around to walk my baby. So and crawl my baby. What? My baby does not need to know how to do it. For they themselves. just like put it on a sled. Like pull my baby around the house. Yeah. So that makes sense when you said long dresses. I think what it made me think of, and maybe one of the last ties to this might be when babies are uh, first, not first communion, baptized in the Catholic Church. Baptized and like christened. Yeah, and christened. Yeah. Yep. And they put the babies like. Almost all babies. You never see a baby in pants at those things. The babies wear like... I think, did they do it with the royal babies too? I think so. Like, I think the royal babies still... Yeah, the babies are in like a full old school bonnet and an old school, like, all the babies are in like full length dresses. Yeah. Because it's old tradition. Yeah. That's what it made me think of. And I think this also, it translated down to like the lower classes because it was practical. Like, babies need to be changed. You need to be able to get in babies... Lack of pants. Yeah. And, like, buttons and Velcro and zippers were not really, like, a... No, it's too much. You're, like, put the baby in a dress. I'm not... I'm not fucking with I'm it. Not put, I'm not undoing my baby's corset to change their diaper. That's Literally, wild like, as shit. Which, and I also think it's nice. Like, the dress is nice. Because, like, I worry so much. And I know maybe other people don't worry about this. But I worry about pants being tight on their little baby waist. Yeah. And, like, diapers being too tight. And, and one they time grow. I had a kid tell me, they were, like... It's too tight. My diaper's too tight. And I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And like, why does a baby need a waistband? They have those cute little perfect bellies. Why or they are they need, shaping their body? They need high-waisted. That goes like Dude, under their armpits. They would come up to like literally their armpits babies don't have a waist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I think it'll be really funny because especially you don't want a baby's pants are falling down. And yes. Because they don't have waist and they don't have hips. No, and they don't like it when their pants fall down. No. Like, I have two-year-olds and they get pissed when their pants don't fit and their pants are falling down because it's hard to play in. So hear me and out. And I'm like, if you were just in a big-ass one-piece. Pants up to your armpits. For Pants what? that are Long like jumps. overalls. Long jumps. Suspenders. <laughs> if you insist on putting your baby in pants, I want to see suspenders, damn it. Functional suspenders. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I never thought about the fact that babies don't have hips or waists, but they don't. No. And that makes sense because have you heard that thing where it's like a lot of people will have, um, it's called like a bee belly where like you have like a kind of a crease. If you have like a round belly, you have a crease across it from, it can come from sucking in your stomach and from wearing pants that are too tight that literally your whole adolescence like press on your waist and cause your stomach to literally like change. Yes. And we're like, put the babies in a two piece suit. Like what the fuck? Literally. Like, why wouldn't you just let the baby's organs grow freely? Why wouldn't you put them in and long johns? And furthermore, I think all, adult, all people should be in one pieces. I think we all should be in one piece. I think we should all be in one piece. You can have a waist in a one piece. Get a belt. It could go in a little bit at the waist. There's no <laughs> need for us to be. I just, and everything should come in buttons. Like, I, I should be able to rip my shit off the same way. I hate buttons. Oh, snaps? Yeah. Yeah. Like a snap button, not like a, not yeah. like a you. That no, would, no, that would be too difficult. That's too much. I my babies come to work in jeans that have a button like that. And I'm like, what? They want to be able to pull and pay, take off their pants themselves. See, speaking of waist, I just loosened my waist too tight, <laughs> too tight. I had to loosen up my pants. Yeah, I don't fuck with buttons. I don't do. I don't like wearing pants with buttons. I tried to put on a button down shirt yesterday, and I was late to work one day because I had to put on a button down shirt, and it took so long. Yeah, it took so long. Well, and I have the one pair of pants that just has like a stretchy waist in their mm-hmm. jeans, mm-hmm. and I feel like a baby in like the best way possible. I feel pregnant in those, but I think that like I feel like a baby. I that's a little bit of internalized fat phobia I have. Um, 
when I, maybe like the end of high school, started like thrifting. I had thrifted these like pair of old man jeans from Goodwill and I had cut them or whatever and distressed them and they were super cute and they fit, you know, which was nice. And they had elastic on the sides. Who gives a fuck? Like denim elastic. And my mom was like, elast? Like people are like gonna know you're fat if you just can't wear like, if you don't have jeans that don't have elastic or whatever. I don't know. She like said some weird shit about it. And I was like, first of all, everyone knows I'm fat. LOL. And also like, my who ca- my pants fit. Like who cares? Yeah, like I feel good in my pants. No, you should be, I should be in pants that are uncomfortable and don't fit my body well. So Victorians wanted children to remain pure and pre-sexed for as much as life. Pre-sexed? Pre-sexed for as much of life as possible to avoid, quote unquote, risk of deviation. (laughs) Concerns were becoming (laughs) precocious. Amazing. Homosexual. (laughs) And a masturbation addict. I'm all those things. It's because you were... Someone so, said, look at this girl, baby. And so now look. Does pre-sexed mean like pre-fucked or pre-gendered or ungendered? I, you know, couldn't get a read on that. <laughs> I like to think of it both ways. Yeah. I, and I would assume it's being interpreted both ways, right? Because yeah. they're taking the gender out of it and they didn't want you to know what sex the baby was. That's true. Pre-sexed in that way and then pre. Mm-hmm. But I think how you Abstinent. remain pre-sexed abs- in the abstinence way is by being yeah. pre-sexed because... No Oof. adult wants to touch a baby. They don't know what's going on in there. They've got some preferences for what's going on in the baby. You know? Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Yes, that does make sense. Yeah. And if you don't know what's going on with someone else's pants and you have a certain preference. Now, the bisexual kids. The bisexual pedophiles? Well, and the kids. Because you can be sexed by another child. You know? <sighs> yes. The bisexual kids were like, fuck it, I don't care what's going on in there. Literally, like, your dress is they hot. They were like, I love this. That dress is hot. I don't care what's going on under those petticoats. <laughs> exactly. I'd like to imagine, like, they had petticoats. And, um, the big ball gown dresses. All of them. All of them. <laughs> Waddling <laughs> the around. The babies were given a little extra hip. Exactly. <laughs> you have no natural waste. <laughs> gotta fix that. We gotta give you some. <laughs> Any gender attribution to a young child was considered prompt frowned upon even something as relatively benign as calling a male child such a little man had a kind of creepiness to it from a 19th century point of view okay which like yeah yeah because that's fucking weird it's yeah to look at a child and be like what a little man <laughs> like no it's a child it's all like to me anything no thank you it is a baby anything that they attribute to like <laughs> any creepy thing like that that an adult says to like a male baby i hear in like the ford truck bomb voice you know like <laughs> what a little man mm-hmm. you know and your f4 150 <laughs> lifted in your little truck in your little truck when Sigmund Freud published three essays on the theory of sexuality. Never. Yep. Of course you knew he was going to be in here. I despise him. I do too. In 1905, the way people dress babies started to change. So Because of him? Yes. Because in his book, he said that sexual characteristics were innate, but also that our experiences as children could influence us for the rest of our lives. And he had... Badly. Right. He had a theory of identification, which was really popular popular which is basically that kids must identify with one parent or the other and if they didn't that's the root of many mental disorders so like if you had a vagina and you didn't identify with your mother like you were fucking sick 
I will have my arms crossed for the duration of talking about Sigmund Freud. <laughs> what is wrong with that man? I, I just think his theories say so much more about himself than anybody else. He was like, things are really fucked up in here. I'm going to make it everybody else, specifically women's problem. I'm going to make sure everybody else assumes that they're also fucked up. Right. I, he should have been in jail. He should have been in jail. The first person like pure. And yet people were like, this is a revered psychologist. We should keep talking about him. I know. Okay. So you know when people are like, if you could go back in time, would you kill baby Hitler or whatever? And like that is a different issue in and of itself. Maybe someone else can go do that. I want to go back and I want to beat the shit out of Freud. Yeah. And I think you should do it to adult Sigmund Freud. Yeah. 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 Like, baby. Out of, baby, whatever. No, he was already had, going through but shit. But like when you, <laughs> right, but when you grew up and decided to make it everybody else's problem, that's when you decide to have your ass whooped. I want to beat the fuck out of him. And then mm-hmm. the first person to ever have peer reviewed his like first paper where he was like, don't we all want to fuck our moms? Should have immediately called the cops. Immediately. I don't care if you had to lie. I don't have to care. I don't care if you were like, I saw him set the church on fire. And what type of person was reading that? I was like, yeah, I want to fuck my mom. And they were like, you know what? This... This is canon. This is fact. This right here? This shit right here? He gave it to his, his other weird Sigma friend. Sigma Freud spitting. <laughs> like, who read that and was like, sure, put it in a journal. Sure, mass produce this article. That's who I would go back in time. First beat the shit well, out of. you don't like that motherfucker. You might not like this next motherfucker either. Okay. G. Stanley Hall was okay. a psychologist who studied the sex- sexuality of adolescents. Which is something... In and of itself. I was like, say more. That to me feels like a topic in and of itself that just... You're a man in the 1800s and like that's... It's a red flag after red flag. And his focus was establishing young children as proper men. Huh? And it started at like an older age and got younger and younger and younger. Like progressively younger. And his, his focus was entirely on men. Which is another thing in and of itself. This man, uh, we can say with some certainty, him and Freud, I just feel like pedophile. Butt buddies. Yes. Butt buddies and pedophiles. Because what? That's so... Yeah, come... Okay, so because the people who studied, like, hyper-specific things, like, that long ago, like, if you were studying something that specific before, like, 1950, you weren't really studying it. You were being a creep. Right, before any sort and of rules and regulations, down. anyone was surveying you, anybody... You were, yep. You yeah. were kind of studying, mostly being a creep, and then just writing it down. Yeah. That's what that was. You were being a creep under the guise of education. Yeah. And, huh? Hmm. Which I feel like a lot of people still do. I feel like we have gotten to rid go, of like, that. They have to go, like, in a more roundabout way. Yeah, we haven't gotten rid of that um, foundational piece. No. No. But, like, all of this was done because one of the social anxieties at the time were that boys were not tough enough and needed to become more manly. Where'd that anxiety come from? What year? What years were these? This is the early 1900s. And we were like, boys aren't tough enough. Boys aren't tough enough. Which probably is what led to the founding of the Boy Scouts. Okay. That mm-hmm. would make sense. Because I'm trying to think of, like, what was... Is it because, like, women wanted to vote? <laughs> is that right. what it was? Is it because... I'm trying to think of, like, what things were happening in society that, like, were causing these questions. You know what I mean? Because it's, like... Pre-World War One, like maybe 15 years before World War One, you know, 15, 20 years before women got the right to vote, white women got the right to vote, mm-hmm. um, pre-prohibition a little bit, pre-Great Depression, like what was happening, like what was, 
1901, Louis Armstrong was born. I don't know. He played the piano? In 1902, the first Rose Bowl game was played. Child. In 1903, Harley Davidson Motor Company was founded. I want to know the grand sociological... <laughs> I want to know the cultural artifacts. Um, ooh, the World's Fair was in 1904. You know, one of my favorite events. Boys aren't manly enough. Is it because we were, like, prepping to go to war? I don't... That's really... I don't... Because the First World War was, what, 1910? I think so. That is the only thing I can think of. Is like, prepping for the First World War, or, like, you know, not maybe with intention, but that's essentially what they were doing. Right. The First World War, and then maybe, like, the beginning of the white suffragette movement. When was the First World War? I want to say it was, like, 1910 to 1915. Hmm. 1914 to 1918. Okay. So, like, later, later. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe, like, suffrage... Maybe, like, women wanting to vote? Because, like, like, women didn't get the right to... White women didn't get the right to vote until... nine. 1920 and but the suffragette movement had been like in full sing for like a full decade i'm wondering if they needed more children in the workforce oh see i knew we were gonna come back to child labor (laughs) i knew child labor was gonna fit in here somewhere you know what i mean because like ford is being founded and all these like car companies the is this the industrial revolution i guess it i don't know i say no shit about history I vaguely know shit about history. I know I don't know when exactly the Industrial Revolution is. I'm going to say, what, 1950 to 1900. No, 1850 to 1900. That's my guess. Probably so wrong. Let's see. Yeah. When was it? 1760 to 1840. Very wrong. Very wrong. So things were already industrial. Things were already industrial. So maybe it wasn't child labor. What we learned was we don't know. No. We have no idea what the fuck was going on. What was happening? Who knows? They were like, they were just like, the boys are bitches, man. They're bitches. (laughs) So all of this led to the death of the idea that gendering children is harmful, and thus we lost young boys in dresses. Oh. It's strange to me that the dress was the garment. Yeah. Like, I would have assumed that they would have gone the traditionally male pant route. You know, they would have made everyone wear pants. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, but whatever, I guess. Um, the next thing Easy that, access. Women to need... To diapers. To vaginas at all ages. Oh. At all ages. <laughs> the next thing that really influenced what was going on in um, the gender baby world, baby gender, was the rise of amniocentesis okay. in the 1980s. Um, this is the test that tells you if you're having a boy or a girl, but it was originally to test for birth abnormalities, yeah. such as Down syndrome. Yeah. It was mostly to test for Down syndrome. Yeah. But the side effect was we can tell if you're having a boy or a girl. Genetic mm-hmm. abnormalities. Like, feminism. <laughs> <laughs> you're having a girl, it's time to abort. But- well, part of it, they were like, no Down syndrome? Check. Vagina? Get it. The fuck? Get it out of here. Oh, for two. Um, so knowing the sex of their babies led to parents buying gender toys and clothes. And now we just kind of Why? expect infants. <laughs> so both of those things, we now just like kind of expect infants to appear in the world as little adults. Hmm. Stupid. 
Because all we did was capitalism, right? All yes. we did was change the things we buy for them, yeah. right? And then that in, that influenced the way we, like, I guess, perceive them, right? Yeah. But it didn't change the way that we talk to them. We don't, like, people don't, like, treat children in, like, a respectful way like you would treat an adult. Exactly. So that didn't change. It's capitalismo. Surprise. Capitalismo. Capitalismo. Okay, so I have some pictures of, um, well, I can't tell you of who. What does this baby look like to you? What does this baby look like to me? Okay, so I will describe this picture. It is a black and white photo of a baby with a receding hairline and, <laughs> <laughs> and cute little lace-up shoes. Maybe it's not receding. Maybe it's, what, antecedent coming in? Yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah. Baby. it's a baby. Yeah, but you know how ba- baby's hairlines don't fuck with them. Um, and a cute little button up. It looks almost like a religious white garb on this cute little baby jumper. Am I guessing the gender? Mm-hmm. Um, is it a baby boy? It's a baby boy. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a very basic outfit. It, if you had said baby girl, I'd be like, sure. Okay, now what about this baby? Okay, another black and white baby posing real cute, maybe 18 months old, white jumper. Looking a little tan, a little Italian. Curly ringlets. Is it a baby boy? Mm-hmm. It's the same baby. It's my it's grandpa. The- oh, it's your grandpa. It's my grandpa. Um, his hairline did antecede. His hairline did antecede. That's where all of our hair comes from. I think this looks he like had baby curly Rachel. curly hair? I think this looks like baby Rachel. It does look like Rachel. I didn't look at his hair. That's mm-hmm. very cute. Yeah. That's where the hair comes from. Okay, now look at these babies. Okay. One of them, I think, is clearly more gendered because they're they older. Are they in the same pair of pants? Oh, no. Two babies riding a tricycle together. One, they're both sitting on the same seat. The one in the back, I'm going to say is a baby boy. Mm-hmm. Which, they're a little bit older. Maybe like three or four. Yeah, so it's more of like in the facial features, you less the clothing. S- yes, you can see in the face. Yeah, their clothing is very much long sleeves and long pants. Truly no gendered clothing. Baby in the front is a baby boy. No. Uh Baby in the front is a baby girl. And they're both wearing, like, the same sweatpants. Yeah. Same top. One, I think, is, like, in a lighter color. One is in a darker color. Yeah, super. Um, They look the same. So this picture was probably from 1965. Okay. Um, That's my uncle and my aunt. Oh. Which? Um, My uncle's in the back. My aunt's in the front. Theron and Lynette. Alan and Lynette. Alan. So, Yeah. Like, I was gonna say, like, I know your whole family. The babies look very okay, very ungendered, right? Yeah, babies. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to like be defensive or the ones like, well, I have to put a bow in their hair because otherwise people think my baby's a boy. When I was talking about this to my aunt, she was like, "Your mom was worried that people would think you were a boy," and I was like, <laughs> "How's she, do- how she doing now?" <laughs> Jokes on her. <laughs> How is she doing now? She's like, have you tried putting a bow in your hair? Right, like... Maybe that'll help your gender. The titties didn't do it for you? Fuck, I don't know what will. Wow. Have you tried, I don't know, painting your nails? Because <laughs> I feel like a, vagina, like a woman... You're still going to paint your nails and identify that way? Oh, no. This is not what I wanted. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, how do you think... What do you think... What is raising a baby gender neutral to you? I think it would just be... Yeah, of... I don't, I, cause to me, it's almost like it's a lifestyle. 
It is a lifestyle. It's not just the way you raise your baby. It's the way that you approach gender as a whole, I guess. Like, not everything needs to be gendered. Like, why am I gendering things that don't have gender? And, like, the, and, like, the, am I prioritizing gender? Like, no, because I don't find gender, like, crucial to living, right? So, to me, it's more like a lifestyle. Because, I mean, you could say you were, like, raising your kid gender neutral. But I think that could also fall into the, like, the trap of, like, well, we just call my baby it, and they only wear gray, and uh, I homeschool it because I don't want it to talk to other genders. You know what I mean? Like, it could get into, like, a weird going way, way, way too far, which is not the point. But I think it really is just, like, deprioritizing gender. Like, my baby, that kid is probably going to grow up, and they're going to know what their gender is. It could be a gender. It could be any of the genders. Right. You know, but I don't know. So I'm not over here, like, because I don't know. I'm not going to force. And I think it's all about having options, right? Right. Like, yes, and giving it's options. It's just all about giving options. Today, I was talking to my grandma about, I don't know if you heard that. You're talking about Christmas presents. And the amount that she's, she's like, well, cousin Aiden wanted these 10 things. And cousin Dylan wanted these 10 things. And I'm like, who the fuck gives you list that long? Like, I always give two options. When someone's like, what do you want? I give two options. One that's like 25 bucks and one that's like 40 bucks. And I'm like, I only make like one of them would be fine. Right. So whatever. So she was like, well, your cousin Dylan, who is, he's three and a half or something like that now. Um, he has like a little play set that's a taco stand. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> so he wanted a cash register and then he wanted a grocery cart. And she's like, but all I could find were pink grocery carts. Which okay. Well, one, to me, it's weird because I've never seen a fucking pink grocery cart as an adult. They're they're metal. Like, what the fuck? And uh, also, okay, buy the pink grocery cart. But she's like, well, you know, his dad would have had a fit. And he would have. His dad would have had a fit. Like, at one point, I remember my aunt was trying to buy shoes for him when he was, like, one or two. And I was like, oh, like, these shoes on the website are cute. And they were just, like, brown baby tennis shoes. And on the side, there was, like, a little cream, like, white-colored heart. Like, a tiny little heart. And she was like, oh, I can't buy those. His dad won't let him wear anything with hearts on them. With hearts? And I was like, it's literally a tennis shoe, and it's brown. You don't think he has a heart? Right. He literally has a physical heart in his body. Does that make him a woman? I think it's interesting to see, especially working in a daycare, all of the ways that parents in 2021 are being more woke and telling their kids they have body autonomy and like Ooh. validating their feelings and doing all of that but they haven't really deconstructed gender at all like i have seen none yeah. of my kids that have really like deconstructed gender unless they're like in elementary school and wanted like the short hair wanted like something else mm-hmm. you know like wanted to wear their hair in a certain way like i've yeah. seen no one's really fighting against it which i think is really weird. like the most i have is like I have a child whose hat has pink on it and they're like, you know, raising him, as, raising him as a boy. But and he wanted a pink hat so they bought it. No, not even. Like, it was a hand-me-down from his sister. Like, okay. But even they that. They just already had the pink hat. Yeah. Which I think it's, is, like, great. They weren't like, no, you can't have that. That's for your sister. But, like, I, yeah. we could do, we could do a little further. Yes. He still comes to school and all. Blue clothing and all, you know, like, Mm -hmm. we're not really deconstructing it at all. Yes. And I think it's really interesting to see all of the wokeities that have come. Well, it's, 
white wokeness, right? It's, or like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, um, fake wokeness. It's like doing step one. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like that. I don't know that I could call gender though, like white wokeness. I think well, that's like overall, like exactly. fake wokeness. There has to be a better because, like, word for it. Yeah. But it, this is a concept that I think applies to any kind of, um, like social change, especially like quote unquote wokeness that we're talking about now. Like when someone, so if we're talking like pronouns and as adults, it'll be like, they're like, oh, people keep saying they're important. So I'll put them in my email signature. But they don't know what it means, and they never say it when they introduce themselves, and they don't respect other people's pronouns because they don't understand how. Like, it's truly, like, 101. Like, you're doing, Mm -hmm. like, you're doing no actual work. So it's like, you're not actually deconstructing gender. You're not actually questioning gender norms or, like, thinking about what gender is to you. You're just saying, like, I guess I won't punish my kid for wanting a pink hat or, you know, for wanting a Barbie, which is good, but it is like 101. It is intro level like wokeness. Yeah, maybe it, maybe we could call it like introductory wokeness. Yeah, woke like, 101. Woke 101. Because they're like, oh, I've heard that that's a woke con. Woke. I also, I also think it does fix. I hate the word woke because it has been co opted into 101. Like, yeah. wokeness as what kind of what it was coined for is like deconstructing, unlearning, social justice, activism, allyship. And it got, watered down into wokeness 101 which is i've heard people have pronouns i'm posting an infographic on my snapchat story yeah wokeness 101 yeah i also think it's really i don't know i it was really interesting to me looking at like a lot there were a lot of like how-to articles almost how how would those <laughs> how, how those go? Um, I'm gonna focus on one in particular because I thought they had some really great things to say and then also some really not great things to say. Right. Um, so I found a how to article. I think it was in like parenting.com. <laughs> um, it's like when I went to bridal.com and I was like, y'all are literally. stupid. <laughs> So this is a quote that's um, gender neutral parenting typically begins as early as possible, whether it's opting for an androgynous color for the nursery or steering away from toys that have a particular gendered slant. And Darby Sagsby, associate professor of psychology at some university said this. I think it's weird to say that there's an androgynous color because then you're implying that colors Colors. have gender, like certain colors have gender. And while they do currently. Yeah. If you can intermix those and get away from that, that's taking away their power, right? If you can give Mm -hmm. an AFAB baby pink and blue things Mm -hmm. and purple and orange and all of these different colors, colors, you're taking away that power, right? And then also, like, I'm not asking you to take... Like, I just don't think taking away toys with a gendered slant is... It's not the solution. The solution. It's well, giving options for both. Yeah. Well, what it's doing is taking the gender binary and making it into a gender tertiary. It's like saying there's boy, girl, and trans. Or there's boy, girl, and non-binary. Which is like, right. we all know that's wrong. I'm saying that ironically, right? It's saying, okay, fine. We'll add another fucking option. Jesus. But like, no, the whole point of that concept of trans being transgender or being non-binary or any of these, you know, more... Uh, I don't know, challenging ideas on gender and theories on gender um, and identities. Uh, the whole point is like that we don't need, uh, we don't need two options. We don't need three options. We only need five options. They're all options. There are infinite number of options. And if you like 
really, if you, like, you know you're pregnant, but you don't know the sex. And you're like, I like pink. Paint the fucking nursery pink. Not because, well, what if, not because, like, oh, well, I don't want to place women, I don't want to place the gender norms of being a woman. No, because you like pink. Yeah. That, that is removing gender from the conversation. I like pink, so I painted it pink. Right. I, I like, whatever, purple, so I painted it purple. There was also a mention in this of, like... I want my kid to own a taco stand, so I bought them a taco stand playset. Like, like, I want them to have cleaning toys, so I bought them cleaning toys. I want them to be nurturing, so I bought them baby dolls. Yes. Like, I want them to have it all. You don't have to be like, right, you don't, it's like, oh, well, I want to buy my baby a baby doll to play with, but I don't want to put the gender norms on them. to. Right. Here's how you do that. You buy the baby doll and then you don't do that part. Right. The toy isn't doing that work. The person imposing gender on the toy is doing the the bad, whatever, the right. harm. And while we should stop advertising them to a certain gender, yeah. keep making toys in all different colors. Keep yes. making pink and purple toys. Keep doing it. Like, yes, stop advertising it to a specific person. Mm-hmm. Advertise it to a child. Yeah. I also think, in a weird way, like, deconstructing gender norms is specifically for babies that we've labeled boys has fallen on, and I didn't think of this until just now, but, like, has fallen on having older sisters. It's fallen on the girl child, right? Like, some of my boys in my class only get pink things because their older sister had it and they wanted to wear the pink hat. Mm-hmm. And that would have never been an option had they not had an older sister. Or, you know, boys, we expect boys that were raised with sisters to have empathy towards periods, but not boys mm-hmm. that were raised with brothers. Yep. You know what I Like... It's all falling on people with vaginas yeah. to fix these problems. And that, in and of itself, is super fucky. Yeah. It's gross. I agree. It's and gross. I mean, I just want to say that I've, like, <laughs> always been this woke. Um, but the way that when I first kind of started coming into, like, activism and, like, quote-unquote wokeness, it, like, the end of high school, I taught swim lessons at the Y. And I taught all ages, but, like... Little kids, like my like toddlers to maybe five would have, we would do um, exercises with pool noodles. And so the pool noodles, I think we only had like purple, green, and blue pool noodles, right? At my pool. And so I'd grab the six noodles for the class and I would whatever. And then I'd be like, okay. And I would hand each kid a noodle. And there would always be like on the first lesson, there would be a kid like, I don't want a blue noodle because I'm a girl. And I would be like, it's the noodle you have, right? We're moving on. And then sometimes the kids would like throw a big fair, like I wanted a purple noodle. And like part of that, what like I was literally a teenager and I didn't even have all this knowledge because I hadn't done any formal research or whatever or like studying. But part of me was trying to be like, colors don't have gender. Like you can do your, and teaching like the patience of it's just, it's just an object and the color of it is not impacting what we're doing. So like, I'm not going to let you, like, I'm not going to go get you, oh, we want four purple ones today. I'm going to go pick four purple ones for you. Like, it, you're just going to fucking use the tool and we're going to move on. I remember specifically, like, being little and being in daycare and kids being like, that's a boy color. That's a girl color. And I was like, that's stupid. Yes. That's like my, that was my take on everything as a child. I was like, that's fucking dumb. Like, you're mentally enslaved. And like, you, but you can see it, right? With like. You can see it in children because it's not all what you explicitly teach. It's what you, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what they see. They model it. I even... I've seen it in, like, my two-year-olds. One of my little girls, like, always picks up after other people when they don't want to clean up. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. Mm. And I also know that there 
their like mom is like the primary caretaker and does all of the things in the house. Like I, yeah, and I just see her child modeling that not because. It it's, has anything to do with gender, just yeah. because that's what she sees. They're little mimes. They They're little do. mimes. And then, like, I remember when I worked with the elementary kids. Um, My mime is the word. Mimic. Yeah. <laughs> They're, just, They're just silent. They're just, They're just like, in the glass They're trying to break the glass ceiling. They're silently <laughs> trying to break the glass ceiling. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But I remember seeing it in my elementary kids, too, especially when they, like, played sports and, like, did things in the gym. And I had one little girl who would cry all the time because they would tell her she couldn't play or she wasn't doing this. And I, there were sometimes I had, like, to really fight the urge to be like, well, give them hell. Like, fucking hit them back. Like, no, you get to play and you yeah. are just as good as them and you have just as much of a right. And yeah. even, like... The girls would clean up after the boys. And, like, I could see it. And so there was one point I was like, listen, anything other than an act of violence to play? Absolutely. Well. Tell them to get fucked. Yeah. Like, tell them to get fucked. Because she was, they were always making her cry. I mean, like, you can't play. And I was like, the fuck she can't. Little girls, well, children are also socialized differently in the ways they're allowed to play. So we talk about, like, the toys. But, like, you're telling me that, like, you put a little... A, gr- a group of, like, little girls together that someone's not going to pull hair and start fucking fighting. Right. No, but we, like, so we pull them apart and say, you have to apologize. We pull them apart immediately. So you have to apologize. And, like, you can't pull hair. And it's, like, a very, like, we expect them to have emotional empathy and to care and to communicate. And, like, we put those things on very young children. And, like, some of that might be valid. But then the, um, the I would love to see a study on, like, the amount of time we allow, like, a two girls to whatever be physically fighting before we pull them apart versus two boys beating the fuck out of each other. Like, they're like, the the whole, like, quote-unquote boys will be boys thing. They're like, yeah, beat each other up until someone's quite literally bleeding and then it's too much. Whereas the second a little girl, like, snatches a toy, it's like, you're being aggressive and you need to say you're sorry for taking that doll. Meanwhile, they're like, let the boys duke it out. And, like, girls can't fight. They just pull hair. And it's like, well, yeah. traditionally men don't have hair to pull. Because I bet you bitches would be pulling some motherfucking hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to tell me you man beaters don't grab your wife yep. by the hair? Get the fuck out of here. Or they're, or we socialize them to, like, not fight with each other. Now, like, I don't think children should be actively fighting. But, like, it no. is, like, a um, a skill you learn to communicate with your words and not with your hands. Yeah, right? absolutely. So the fact that we, like... Kids all go through that stage, but if you're literally segregating them by gender, then you're saying, like, when that happens, when a little girl wants to play with a group of boys, she doesn't think she can just smack them across the face. When I was absolutely giving you permission the lowest of keys, smack that motherfucker. Because it's like, and that is (laughs) leveling the playing field. I don't think children should be hitting each other, but they should all have the opportunity to hit each other. Equal opportunity violence. Exactly, because then... I can tell all of you, we don't hit and we need to be considerate of our feelings. Exactly, boys. It's not that you don't, you just don't hit girls. It's that you don't hit anyone. Exactly. And that's when it's like, well, men are just like more violent. Like, they're just in their DNA to be more violent. No, no one told them that, like, they could use their words it's at a young It's so age. funny to me that, like, nature versus nurture gets brought up all the time, but never with men. It's always oh. like, men they're have to be like it's innate with men like they just ugh. it's like no the fuck it's not no we allowed them to be pieces of shit from like 
quite literally birthed people like you don't have to talk you don't have to have emotions you don't have to be nice you don't have to clean up after yourself you don't have to be considerate yeah you just get to fuck the world well and i think this is also like goes into kind of something i thought that was interesting was like while we are shifting this right and we're kind of in the middle of the shift back towards Mm -hmm. degendering children there's been a really big shift to market and make sure that like STEM toys are not being marketed solely to boys and that they're now marketed to also girls. Mm-hmm. But we're not doing the flip side. We're not marketing baby dolls or house cleaning products yeah. or cooking things towards boys. We're only solely kind I've... of shaping that like girls need to get more like more like we've raised yeah. boys rather than like, hey, everybody should learn all of these skills equally. Yeah. It's Woke 101. Yeah. It's, well, instead of deconstructing the patriarchy and gender... Like, we're just saying, like, okay, be more patriarchal. Mm-hmm. You, or it's that same idea of, like, well, if... You know when people are, like, um... Have you ever heard in, like, business worlds with, like, well, don't, like, uh, email with exclamation points. And, yes! Or, like, don't, um... Don't use up talk. When you talk, don't, like, end your sentences up. Like, because that makes... It sounds feminine. Don't say, um... You know, all these things. Like, is it those, like, small quirks or communication styles that are the issue? Or is it the fact that people think you're stupid when you say them? And people attribute that to people with vaginas. Yeah. So instead yeah. of instead of being like, hey, just value someone based on what they bring to the table. It doesn't matter how they talk or if you think if you think they're a woman. Like we're like, hey, be less like a woman. Right. Because we all know that that makes you stupid. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. But I will say, so my cousin who has a taco truck, <laughs> I remember my aunt sh- showing me the the catalog for that kids toy, and there was like a pink one that was like. An ice cream stand. And then there was an orange one that was a taco truck or whatever. And that was kind of a... But at the same time, they're not saying boys... They're not showing that catalog with a boy at the pink ice cream truck. They're showing a girl at the pink ice cream truck and a boy at the fucking taco stand. Exactly. So they're saying boys came... You know, you also can have toys that are related to food, but not the girl version. Like, you have your own version. Uh, This, to me, is giving... Separate but equal. Well, also, boys are chefs. Women are bakers. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Like, boys make food. You make sweet little dainty yeah. things that come in fun colors. Sweet like, things. Yeah. Gross. That always drove me crazy. And I think it's one of those things when, whenever, that's how I know someone is dumb. Is when, have you ever, like, talked about feminism or, like, equal rights are truly, like, base, like, women deserve equal pay or, like, non-men deserve equal pay kind of thing. And they're like, well, there are more men in that industry. It's, like, the reason that there are more male principals, like, there are more male principals, but all female teachers. There are more male chefs, but all female cooks. There are more male CEOs, but all female office workers. Like, yeah, because you say, like, it could be a, there are more male surgeons and more female nurses, right? You say, like, sure, you can be in the industry, but you can't be at the level I'm at. It also doesn't even track for even if those women are at the same level because it's, like, there are more men, so we should be paying the percentage of men. Like, it's, like, no, we should be paying everyone in that field equally. Yeah. They're, like, well, the work men does is harder. So men get more money. No, it's not. Have you ever fucking worked with a man? I'm sorry. Have you ever fucking worked with a man it sucks they're incompetent and terrible (laughs) they're bad they're fucking bad they're bad at what they do i agree all around i working in my office the amount of times that i've (laughs) like 
<laughs> Angela had a visceral I'm just ready that. for the fuckery because you, you tell me. It's I'm like, so happy that I work in a place that is primarily female. Well, my office is primarily female. So my office has like three floors. There's maybe like 20 of us all together. There's only like three men. One of them is the president of the college. So he's like never around. Oh, surprise. So... <laughs> Right. Oh my god, it's all run by females except the president? So oh the, my god, that's so crazy. Who would have thought? So there are like two men in our whole office. And I kind of was noticing like, they don't really go to, they don't bring food to the potlucks. Of course that's not. That's what I noticed. Yeah. I was like, hmm. But do they eat the food? Yeah. Because my motto was like, if I'm not bringing anything, I'm not going to partake. Yeah. That's, that's fair. But that's what I noticed. I was like, I've never seen them bring food to a potluck. And I've never seen them volunteer to organize the like fun office thing and i hate fucking fun office things but like and i get it and part of me is like yeah it's a we don't have to do these stupid fucking office games like that's literally not required to do your job so like part of me is like yeah it's not required but part of me is like but it is the established standard for our office is that we do these stupid office culture so you things. should be partaking or like, yeah, you should be partaking. Or like, when I don't partake, I get questions like, oh, but yeah, because at the beginning, there was a, a party planning committee. And I didn't like how they were going to set it up. They were like, yeah, you have to do like extra work outside of work to do this. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Whatever. So I told whoever was in charge of it, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not actually gonna be participating, but thank you. And I got multiple people being like, oh, but you're like, this would really, I know you would enjoy this. And like, your your skills are made for this. And I think you'd do great at this. So just like really think about doing it because I know you'd be great at it. Ew. Meanwhile, nobody has gone up to the men who have not volunteered to organize a single fucking icebreaker game and been like, I know you enjoy participating. Like, of course not. Why would they? Why do I get a lecture about how I'm not like living up to my potential? office culture wise exactly meanwhile they're like oh he didn't participate that's fine moving on you know it's disgusting it's because our expectations yeah. are different even when you don't think about it and i mm-hmm. this is something i didn't really ever i mean like that's not true i thought about it all the fucking time mm-hmm. um but now especially that i identify or not i don't fuck you i don't identify yeah. that way now that i'm not binary and i'm living you've, that to my fullest and i'm expressing that and telling other people that instead of internalizing it you've reevaluated your identity exactly now that yeah. i've reevaluated my identity i'm realizing mm-hmm. how many things are like explicitly gendered like i think like i used to think about the things that were like you know gender like mm, it was like subtle things mm-hmm. but now i'm just seeing like the way we yeah. talk, the clothing, like all of it is so explicitly gendered and it's so fucking weird and stupid and I hate yeah. it. And I was looking, so while your grandparents were here, I was looking at the gender neutral collections on H&M and Target. They have an old navy too. Gray. Fucking gray is dark, like b- b- bad. Bad. Because if it were me, I would just set it up as all and then I would stop making clothes that were like, mommy's little angel not allowed to date like it's fucking creepy no matter which way you slice it it's goddamn creepy to do to a baby it's yeah. goddamn weird i think because also that's woke 101 is like we're gonna add a third option it's gonna be gray and it's gonna be sweatpants right? yeah like if we're really trying to like do some actual beneficial work it would be like we're getting rid of the gendered categories it's gonna be like shirts pants jackets shoes and then maybe dresses, dresses, skirts, yeah. all, like all, all of, of it. it. Yeah, literally all the clothes by what it is. And then you can go by like fit maybe. And we're you gonna, know what I mean? And we're going to stop. And you don't even have to go by fit for babies because babies yeah. are all one size. But 
Yeah, you could be like, I want, and then you could filter. I want a fitted shirt. And then, sure, that might or take out I some of the- I want blue shirts. I want orange shirts. Yeah. And we literally have to remove mommy's little princess, daddy's and, little, and those all of it. Because stop that's existing. creepy. And those just stop existing. Forever. Future construction worker on a, not, on a navy blue onesie. Why are you attributing a love for trucks to your baby? That they certainly don't have. <laughs> no baby has a love for trucks. <laughs> they have no opinions. From zero to one year, they have no opinions. Babies cannot drive. Why do we keep giving them Ford F-150s? <laughs> it's not safe. Keep them off the road. Just keep the babies off the road. Yeah, I think all of those need to be stop being made. And then go. it also that further deconstructs gender for society as a whole. Because if I went to your website and I said, I'm looking for a shirt and I clicked on orange shirts and I'm seeing like crop tops and baby doll tees and big boxy tees and like I'm seeing all the options. Like, yeah, I might go click on a t-shirt a that was typically be in the men's section because I'm like, oh, I can just wear this. Right. I don't have to click on a thing that shows me. I might have you know different I mean? preferences because I know that that's an option. Exactly. Knowing that it's an option like is part of deconstructing gender. It's a big deal. And their models are always like, <laughs> it's always thin people. And it's always like, it's a girl. It's a femme presenting and a masculine presenting person. Someone you would think would be on the women's model and someone you would think would be on the men's model. I have something. Okay, we're going to switch and talk about bodies for a minute. Love Whoop. it. There's this man on TikTok okay. who'll be getting dressed. And it's like, plus size fits for men. I saw him! I know exactly who you're talking okay. about. Okay, how do you Basic. feel? I would like to know. Because, one, <laughs> I think it's a little bit less hard for men to find big clothing. Yes. De it de it's the Yes. Probably dependent, but Not also there's... fashionable clothing. Right. Yeah. So I also think that men's fashionable clothing is almost in the same realm as regular clothing yes okay. all you have to do is put on a fucking car heart beanie you basically what men's fashion is is clothing that fits yeah. <laughs> and doesn't have un unintentional holes literally that's all that men's clothing is <laughs> so okay so i saw that person who i think you're talking about on tiktok yesterday and i was like oh like cool like i like always want to support my other fatties you know so I go to this man's pro, like he did his fit and it was uh -huh. literally like uh -huh. basic fit. It uh -huh. was like cargos and vans and a t-shirt and a jacket. Uh -huh. And I was like, okay, he his style is not amazing, but whatever. So I go to uh -huh. his profile. I realize he's straight. I'm like, I definitely am not interested. Uh -huh. And I kept to push him. So, but then that got me thinking because men do have an easier time. Well, that kind of goes into men's fashion. Like what do we expect from men as far as fashion? But men, I will... As far as my experience, I have seen that it is easier for me to find men's plus size, mm -hmm. big and tall it, clothes. Big and tall. Big and tall clothes. Um, like basics, right? Yeah. But none of them are like fashionable pieces, right? But like you can find your basics. You can find clothes that fit you and you can wear to work. Fine. I think especially right now when like the male trend is not what they called in the early 2000s as metrosexual. <laughs> when right now, like, the men's yeah, fashion is literally fucking workwear. Yeah, it's workwear. It's workwear that has probably come in big and tall for years. Yep. I'm just tired of men getting on social media thinking they're doing something. You're not doing anything. Now. Give, goodbye. If you are a man who has, like, a a fashion sense that is not just workwear, jeans, and t-shirts, and, like, joggers, then it is hard as fuck. Absolutely. I will say there but are. But that man... Was not doing what he thought he was doing. I was like, oh, you what struggled really hard trying, going to Target. What he was trying to champion himself for. Yeah. He was not doing that. 
And that's yeah. what I think irritated me. And that's what irritates me about most men's fashion that get online and do that shit. <laughs> I want to see plus size man fashion that's really doing something. That's doing something. Yes. Yeah. And for me, I was just kind of, um, I as a plus size woman, it is really hard to find clothes. Because there's the other layers of like, they size up clothes for women, but they just make the measurements longer. They don't understand that like the vertical of my boobs is bigger than the vertical of someone with small boobs. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that the vertical of my ass is bigger than the vertical of someone else's ass. So, like, they don't change it in those ways. But I can find fashionable or, like, statement pieces or something unique. You know what I mean? There are websites for that that might be expensive or it might take a lot of digging, but they do exist. Whereas, like, if you were... uh uh, big and tall, a plus, and also they don't call it plus size. You no, know? it's a big and tall. Yeah, if you're a plus size man and you want to wear a sequined vest, good fucking luck. Right, which is, that's fucky. Like, you're gonna have to just buy your own or go into the women's section, which yeah. is fine, but like, they're like, no, that's not for you. And I don't know, I think I was looking on, it was some website that I go to because I really like their plus size section. I wanna say it was like Forever 21. Or it was Old Navy. Because Old Navy, their whole... Like, they've they've redone, like, they have a gender-neutral section, which is whatever. And they've also redone their whole sizing so that there's no longer a plus size. It's... Their sizes... Every single piece of clothing in the store and on the line goes from double zero to, I think, 30. That's fantastic. Who knew? Only for women. Because I was looking for some, like, you know... So I have really broad shoulders. So even plus size, like, I have to go up so many sizes because I have big shoulders. So I usually buy my jackets and men's. So I go online to the men's section. Men, 2X. Horrible. 2X. And then for pants, because you know men's pants go by inches, like 36. Do you see that gender is damaging for everyone? Yeah. It is damaging for everyone, no so matter which way you cut it. They're it's like, bad. Woke 101. They're like body positivity 101. For women. For women. Women, we get it. We get it, women. You are can be fat. Are men? No. And I was like, that's weird. That's so weird that you're, you think they're, they're truly like, they read, they overhauled their entire women's section and then didn't do shit for the men. Like I couldn't find any, like I, you know, when you like click on shirts and then it, you filter by size and it, I always, it's kind of, it's masochistic. I like to watch the number. It's like, you go to shirts. There are a hundred shirts in this category. You click on two X. There are six shirts. Yeah. You click on two X or three X. There are eight. Oh, yeah. And it's like, Jesus Christ, I like, hate watching that number go down. It, like, breaks my heart every time. It doesn't no matter what size you go up. If you go any well, yeah. beyond a small, it goes down. Now, I'm sure it goes down exponentially for It goes down plus hugely, size. Hugely. Which is why I'm like... However, I do the same thing and watch the size just shrink and shrink mm-hmm. and shrink. Like, like, if I do even, like, or large like, compared to XL, fucking horrible. Fashion Nova will be like, horrible. we have 14,000 skirts. A 3X, we have... 12. Right. And they are horrendous. Yeah. And they're out of stock. And they preach body positivity. Exactly. And they have 15,000 fucking styles. Here's an idea. Have a thousand styles and make them like whatever. Ugh. Grody. Gender hurts us all. Gender hurts everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody. All bodies. It hurts everybody. The last thing that, the thing that I would like to end with Mm -hmm. is that according to parents.com, 85% 85% of quote-unquote gender non-conforming kids identify as heterosexual as adults. Yeah. Because exploring is just being part of being a child. Yeah. Okay, so that makes me... Be, what you play with as a kid is not indicative of who you want to fuck. No. What you have in your pants. And that's all... It I- may be indicative of what you do as a job. 
Yeah. But it's not indicative of who you like yeah. or being gay. So dads, chill the fuck out. <laughs> if your kid wants to play with stuff, Chaz, chill the fuck out. Yeah, and that's that's all it is. Like, raising your child, like, removed from gender, right? All that saying is, like, I can't wait to see what you want to be. And you can be any of it. And you can be any of it. And it doesn't have to be a pink shirt with a fucking rocket on it to let your kid know that they can be an astronaut, too. Yeah. They can be president, too. Yeah. Exactly. Because being like, well, yeah, you're putting all these expectations. That's what gender is. It's expectations. And by being like, oh, you as a woman can also be an astronaut is like... Patronizing. Patronizing as fuck. How about just be like, you could be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. You could be an astronaut, too. Down with the patriarchy. Yeah, it's. So, I think we should bring back calling things because, like, truly, whenever I think about like the whole system of discrimination, it can be summed up in patriarchy. Oh yeah, oh. And I think white, I think woke one hundred and one and white feminism ruined it for us. But bring back patriarchy, bring back men- meninist. Yeah, like all of it, all of it, because it serves a purpose. It did. Amazing. But I'm so glad you. We talked about this this week, and you did some research for us. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, how do we end these? <laughs> so, uh, Maya, where can they find us? Amazing. You can uh, uh, download and follow the pod anywhere you listen to pods. You can follow us on social media. We are Nishadi's Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's kind of boring there. Yeah, we're trying our best. We have full-time jobs. We are students and workers. Quit yelling at us. But we appreciate you. We do. And we love you, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Goodbye.